Today is the 10th day of our brand new year. Here in the month of January, our 10th step forward. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I'm Brian. It's great to be here with you as we gather again and take our 10th step forward, which means we're getting pretty deep into the book of Genesis. We got a ways to go. But we've moved through creation and a lot of genealogy. We've watched mankind. We watched an, a flood on the earth. We've heard the story of Noah. And then we've begun to settle down and learn about a man named Abraham and his family. Well, I mean, the rest of the Bible is, is so much the family story. And so we'll continue forward today by picking up where we left off. Genesis chapter 23, verse 1 through 24, verse 51 today. Sarah lived to be 127 years old. She died at Kiriath Arba, that is Hebron, in the land of Canaan. And Abraham went to mourn for Sarah and to weep over her. Then Abraham rose from beside his dead wife and spoke to the Hittites. He said, I am a foreigner and a stranger among you. Sell me some property for a burial site here so I can bury my dead. The Hittites replied to Abraham, Sir, listen to us. You are a mighty prince among us. Bury your dead in the choicest of our tombs. None of us will refuse you his tomb for burying your dead. And Abraham rose and bowed down before the people of the land, the Hittites. He said to them, If you are willing to let me bury my dead, then listen to me and intercede with Ephron, son of Zoar, on my behalf, so he will sell me the cave of Machpelah, which belongs to him, and is set at the end of his field. Ask him to sell it to me for the full price as a burial site among you. Ephron the Hittite was sitting among his people, and he replied to Abraham in the hearing of all the Hittites who had come to the gate of his city. No, my lord, he said, listen to me. I give you the field, and I give you the cave that is in it. I give it to you in the presence of my people. Bury your dead. Again, Abraham bowed down before the people of the land, and he said to Ephron in their hearing, Listen to me, if you will. I will pay the price of the field. Accept it from me so I can bury my dead there. Ephron answered Abraham, Listen to me, my lord. The land is worth 400 shekels of silver, but what is that between you and me? Bury your dead. Abraham agreed to Ephron's terms and weighed out for him the price he had named in the hearing of the Hittites, 400 shekels of silver, according to the weight current among the merchants. So Ephron's field in Machpelah, near Mamre, both the field and the cave in it, and all the trees within the borders of the field, was deeded to Abraham as his property in the presence of all the Hittites who had come to the gate of the city. Afterward, Abraham buried his wife Sarah in the cave in the field of Machpelah, near Mamre, which is at Hebron, in the land of Canaan. So the field and the cave in it were deeded to Abraham by the Hittites as a burial site. Abraham was now very old, The Lord had blessed him in every way. He said to the senior servant in his household, the one in charge of all that he had, Put your hand under my thigh. I want you to swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of earth, 
that you will not get a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I am living, but will go to my country and to my own relatives and get a wife for my son Isaac. The servant asked him, What if the woman is unwilling to come back with me to this land? Shall I then take your son back to the country you came from? Make sure that you do not take my son back there. Abraham said, The Lord, the God of heaven, who brought me out of my father's household and my native land and who spoke to me and promised me on oath, saying, To your offspring I will give this land. He will send his angel before you so that you can get a wife for my son from there. If the woman is unwilling to come back with you, then you will be released from this oath of mine. Only do not take my son back there. So the servant put his hand under the thigh of his master Abraham and swore an oath to him concerning this matter. Then the servant left, taking with him ten of his master's camels loaded with all kinds of good things from his master. He set out for Aram Nahoraim and made his way to the town of Naor. He had the camels kneel down near the well outside the town. It was toward evening, the time the women go out to draw water. Then he prayed, Lord, God of my master Abraham, make me successful today and show kindness to my master Abraham. See, I am standing beside this spring and the daughters of the townspeople are coming out to draw water. May it be that when I say to a young woman, Please let down your jar that I may have a drink, and she says, Drink, and I'll water your camels too. Let her be the one you have chosen for your servant Isaac. By this I will know that you have shown kindness to my master. Before he had finished praying, Rebekah came out with her jar on her shoulder. She was the daughter of Bethuel, son of Milcah, who was the wife of Abraham's brother Naor. The woman was very beautiful, a virgin. No man had ever slept with her. She went down to the spring, filled her jar, and came up again. The servant hurried to meet her and said, Please give me a little water from your jar. Drink, my lord, she said, and quickly lowered the jar to her hands and gave him a drink. After she had given him a drink, she said, I'll draw water for your camels too, until they have had enough to drink. So she quickly emptied her jar into the trough, ran back to the well to draw more water, and drew enough for all his camels. Without saying a word, the man watched her closely to learn whether or not the Lord had made his journey successful. When the camels had finished drinking, the man took out a gold nose ring weighing a becca and two gold bracelets weighing ten shekels. Then he asked, Whose daughter are you? Please tell me. Is there room in your father's house for us to spend the night? She answered him, I am the daughter of Bethuel, the son that Milcah bore to Nahor. And she added, We have plenty of straw and fodder, as well as room for you to spend the night. Then the man bowed down and worshipped the Lord, saying, Praise be to the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, who has not abandoned his kindness and faithfulness to my master. As for me, the Lord has led me on the journey to the house of my master's relatives. The young woman ran and told her mother's household about these things. Now Rebekah had a brother named Laban, and he hurried out to the man at the spring. As soon as he had seen the nose ring and the bracelets on his sister's arms and had heard Rebekah tell what the man had said to her, he went out to the man and found him standing by the camels near the spring. Come, 
You who are blessed by the Lord, he said, Why are you standing out here? I have prepared the house and a place for the camels. So the man went to the house and the camels were unloaded. Straw and fodder were brought for the camels and water for him and his men to wash their feet. Then food was set before him. But he said, I will not eat until I have told you what I have to say. Then tell us, Laban said. So he said, I am Abraham's servant. The Lord has blessed my master abundantly and he has become wealthy. He has given him sheep and cattle, silver and gold, male and female servants, and camels and donkeys. My master's wife, Sarah, has borne him a son in her old age, and he has given him everything he owns. And my master made me swear an oath and said, You must not get a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites in whose land I live, but go to my father's family and to my own clan and get a wife for my son. Then I asked my master, What if the woman will not come back with me? He replied, The Lord before whom I have walked faithfully will send his angel with you and make your journey a success so that you can get a wife for my son from my own clan and from my father's family. You will be released from my oath if, when you go to my clan, they refuse to give her to you, then you will be released from my oath. When I came to the spring today, I said, Lord, God of my master Abraham, if you will, please grant success to the journey on which I have come. See, I am standing beside this spring. If a young woman comes out to draw water and I say to her, please let me drink a little water from your jar. And if she says to me, drink, and I'll draw water for your camels too, let her be the one the Lord has chosen for my master's son. Before I finished praying in my heart, Rebecca came out with her jar on her shoulder. She went down to the spring and drew water and I said to her, please give me a drink. She quickly lowered her jar from her shoulder and said, drink, and I'll water your camels too. So I drank and she watered the camels also. I asked her, whose daughter are you? She said, the daughter of Bethuel, son of Naor, whom Milcah bore to him. Then I put the ring in her nose and the bracelets on her arms, and I bowed down and worshipped the Lord. I praised the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, who had led me on the right road to get the granddaughter of my master's brother for his son. Now, if you will show kindness and faithfulness to my master, tell me, and if not, tell me so I may know which way to turn. Laban and Bethuel answered, This is from the Lord. We can say nothing to you one way or the other. Here is Rebekah. Take her and go, and let her become the wife of your master's son, as the Lord has directed. Matthew 8, 1-17 When Jesus came down from the mountainside, large crowds followed him. A man with leprosy came and knelt before him and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said. Be clean. Immediately he was cleansed of his leprosy. Then Jesus said to him, See that you don't tell anyone. But go show yourself to the priest and offer the gift Moses commanded as a testimony to them. When Jesus had entered Capernaum, 
A centurion came to him asking for help. Lord, he said, my servant lies at home paralyzed, suffering terribly. Jesus said to him, shall I come and heal him? The centurion replied, Lord, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority with soldiers under me. I tell this one, go, and he goes, and that one, come, and he comes. I say to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed and said to those following him, truly I tell you, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. I say to you that many will come from the east and the west and will take their places at the feast with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the subjects of the kingdom will be thrown outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the centurion, Go, let it be done just as you believed it would. And his servant was healed at that moment. When Jesus came into Peter's house, he saw Peter's mother-in-law lying in bed with a fever. He touched her hand and the fever left her and she got up and began to wait on him. When evening came, many who were demon-possessed were brought to him and he drove out the spirits with a word and healed all the sick. This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. He took up our infirmities and bore our diseases. Psalm 9, 13-20 Lord, see how my enemies persecute me. Have mercy and lift me up from the gates of death, that I may declare your praises in the gates of daughter Zion, and there rejoice in your salvation. The nations have fallen into the pit they have dug. Their feet are caught in the net they have hidden. The Lord is known by his acts of justice. The wicked are ensnared by the work of their hands. The wicked go down to the realm of the dead all the nations that forget God. But God will never forget the needy. The hope of the afflicted will never perish. Arise, Lord. Do not let mortals triumph. Let the nations be judged in your presence. Strike them with terror, Lord. Let the nations know they are only mortal. Proverbs 3 1 through 6. My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart, for they will prolong your life many years and bring you peace and prosperity. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck, write them on the tablet of your heart, and you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to Him and He will make your paths straight. Okay, so we're a week and a half into our year and we have covered a lot of ground in a week and a half. So like in Genesis We've moved over a thousand years and a thousand miles together. But let's just kind of recap 
where where we are right now and stick with the story because that's one of the things about the Bible is especially in the Old Testament it's it's kind of easy to get lost and not remember that this is kind of a, a story of a family that is unfolding generation after generation who they became what they did where they went and who God was to them and how he revealed himself to them and so as we're in the book of Genesis we've, we've discovered an origin story that gave us some context for how the world got the way that it that it is we've gone through the story of Adam and Eve we watched uh, we've watched humanity spiral we've seen a great flood we read the story of Noah we met Abraham and now we're entering the second generation after Abraham takes center stage in the Bible as Sarah Isaac's mother departs from our story and she dies Abraham secures this family burial field in the cave called Machpelah in a valley called Eshkol. We will come back to this later in the story. This very place, this very valley, this very place will play prominent in the future. And this is all still there. The cave is still there. It's it's one of the holiest places in the world for Muslims and Jews and Christians alike. It's a fairly contentious place, but it is there and it is revered. Abraham had become a very old man. He didn't have a whole lot of time left. He was old when Isaac was born. But before he died, he wanted to ensure that his son Isaac had a spouse that was not from the Canaanites, was to go back to his own family and carry forward the family tree and protect the promise that God had given them. And so we watched that search go back to the homeland where we have met Rebecca, and we'll be continuing that story forward. But now let's just recognize this is the second generation. And then in the New Testament, there's a Roman centurion, uh, a man who says he was accustomed to power and giving orders, and he's pleading for healing from Jesus. And he didn't give Jesus any orders. He asked Jesus just to speak a word. I'm not worthy for you to come to my house, he told Jesus. Just, just speak the word and I believe. I, I know this because I know what authority is like. And if I have people under my authority and I say do this, they do it. And you obviously have authority. And so I believe. And Jesus was surprised, astonished. At that, that faith of the centurion and the healing took place. So in both our Old and New Testament readings, the book of Proverbs gives us a context for what we're seeing. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. So we have examples in the Old and the New Testaments today and then Proverbs just kind of sews it up, ties it together in a way that we can understand. Trust God in all that you do believe. Live your life that way and you will know what to do as you need to know. And so Father, wow, that is 
something that we're not accustomed to, like that we could just trust like that. Because we're like gauging every eventuality and all of the steps that we take and trying to figure things out and how to prepare for the future and how to do everything. when we're just being told that trusting you is the way to go. Acknowledging you and everything that we do is the way to go. This will help us to do that because we want to go the way we're supposed to go. So it's interesting that we'll be surface level and just trying to figure out our next steps when Proverbs is inviting us deeper. Underneath all of that, trust the Lord with all that you are, with all of your heart. Don't think you've got it together and know what you're doing. Acknowledge God in what you do, and then you'll know what to do. Help us to live like that. Come, Holy Spirit, and lead us on that path, we pray. In the name of Jesus, we ask. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is home base. That is the website. And you can find out what's happening around here. The Daily Audio Bible app does that and much, much more in the palm of your hand. Just search for Daily Audio Bible in the app store that works with your device and you can download it from there. Check out the Daily Audio Bible shop. There are resources there in abundance. Check out our uh, Wind Farm coffee and tea line. We have paired coffee and tea with our scripture readings for many, 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 many years now. And uh, I, I enjoy my, I'm kind of a coffee snob. I enjoy my coffee every morning. And so uh, we've had many people who also enjoy coffee and tea in the morning who may be driving through and just on the run and on the, on the go. And we just thought, what if we could roast ourselves? What if we could provide superior resources and products and, um, and that this could help the global campfire? And so check out, yeah, check out all of the different varieties that we're sourcing in and roasting of coffee and tea in the Daily Audio Bible shop. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, thank you humbly. Thank you. We... We can't do this if we don't do this together. And thank you. We are all of these years. Thank you. There is a link on the homepage at dailyaudiobible.com. If you're using the app, you can press the give button in the upper right hand corner. Or the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or encouragement, you can hit the hotline button in the app. That's the little red button up at the top. Or you can dial 877-942-4253. And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I will be waiting for you here tomorrow. Good morning, my Dabber family. This is Julie from San Diego, the woman kneeling at the cross. I have a special prayer request for a friend of mine. Her name is Catalina. She lives in Costa Rica. She is a young lady of 44 years old, 45 years old. And um, she was requesting prayer. She's had pain on her chest. She's never had a mammogram. She's going to go in. She is going to be getting married in February for the very, very first time. 
and there's just lots of anxiety, lots of stress in her life, and she does know the Lord, praise God, and she requested prayer, and I know that we have such a group that brings all of the petitions before the Lord. I thank you so much. May the Lord bless each and every one of you. May He fulfill His purpose in your life, in your kids' lives, in your grandchildren, and your great-grandchildren. Blessed, blessed, blessed. Hey, y'all. This is Grateful in Tennessee, and I am grateful to be starting another year with uh, with you guys. I started in 2018 uh, with the uh, trying to find a, a plan to listen to the Bible and to read it through in a year. And uh, kind of like a lot of you guys talked about over the Christmas calls, started and um, I didn't listen to the prayers. Uh, and then I did. And then I switched over, became a double dabber, listening to Chronological, and I listened to those prayers. And in 2023, I began listening to the community prayer line uh, in its entirety. And oh my goodness, what a change uh, in my life. I had a, a vision, uh, a dream that I was uh, that I was listening to the community prayer line and I was it was I was overwhelmed by the intensity of the whole thing and and uh, started to cry and I realized that uh, the, I was the intensity was the fact that I was surrounded by so many angels and uh, and, and and so that's it's a supernatural thing these prayers and I'm grateful to be a part of that uh, today my prayer is for from junk to treasure I, I heard your call today this is January the 4th and I want to stand with you in prayer for your financial breakthrough and I'm starting my 40 days praying with you today thank you so much for inviting us and me to be a part of your community and a part of your life and uh i am grateful for each and every one of you and uh this is such a miraculous uh, life-changing uh program process whatever it is that we're going through the, a community oh my goodness i'm so grateful for you guys god bless everybody this is grateful in tennessee Hello, Daily Audio Bible family. I just want to come on here and just pray for everyone. This is Siobhan from Ohio, and I just want to pray for you all, encourage you all to be rooted and grounded in the Word of God. Be rooted and grounded in prayer. That's when God start opening up opportunities. He's let start showing us things that we never seen before. Let's be rooted and grounded in the Word. Start this brand new year doing something different and to be rooted and grounded in God's Word. It's easy to call ourselves Christians, but we want to be in the Word of God, growing spiritually, want to be in prayer each and every day. So I ask you all in Jesus' name to continue to pray with me that we continue to show our Lord and Savior love and support by praying for each other because all of us is going through our own battles. And I pray for you all that you continue to be strengthened in the Lord. I pray that you continue to grow in the Lord and pray that you continue to 
to put God first each and every day because his love is always sufficient for us. We thank you, Lord, for sending your son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for us. We will be forever grateful to you. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Shalom, Daily Audio Bible. This is Dwayne from Wisconsin. All praise and glory to our wonderful Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Today is January 5th. Let us continue to pray for our children. Mama J called in, would like us to pray for her son, Austin, who is dealing with depression. We ask for our Lord and Savior to come into Justin and to help him deal with this, to walk through this with him, and that he would be uh, cured or be able to handle his depression. Prisoner of Hope would like us to pray for her son, AJ. He apparently has a meth issue. Uh, is dealing with that. So we ask again for our Holy Spirit to come into AJ to help guide him through this and that he will turn away from this meth addiction. Vicki from the desert called in would like us to pray for son Jacob. Uh, we give praise that the temperature issue he was having is uh, seems to be getting better. We pray that it will continue to get better and he will be healed. She would also like us to pray for her niece Jennifer who unfortunately the cancer may have spread. We pray for our Lord and Savior to heal Jennifer, if that is his will, we ask for protection for Jennifer as she walks through this. Marilyn called in, would like us to pray for her daughters, Kate and Bree. Kate is uh, dealing with some mental issues, drinking and drugs. And then Bree, uh, just to restore their relationship, uh, we give praise there that uh, it will be restored and that Kate and Bree will be healthy and grow in their faith. And... Uh, from Colorado, I apologize, I, don't, I couldn't understand the first word there, but from Colorado, I want us to pray for the orphanage in Haiti, um, disabled children, the needs and the resource, resources that are needed and the violence. I definitely lift them up and will continue to put them into our prayers. Uh, so we lift that up to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. God bless and amen.